everybody. On this episode of the MacGyver After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 12, Screwdriver. This is a game changer, guys. Let's get into it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ooh, yes, going old school. That's right. Bring it back old school. There you go. Zach in the booth uh, made the call. How can you argue with that sweet classic 80s tune? Not at all. You can't. Uh, Welcome everybody to the MacGyver After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We, of course, are breaking down every episode of season one of the 2016, now 2017 version of 2017 it is. Yes, look at that. Happy New Year to everyone. Yes, we had a little winter break, but now MacGyver's back. That means we're back. Of course. Because we love you, folks. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Brand. You can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. And I'm your other host. That's right. Uh, you can, I'm Mike Kalinowski. You can find me at Mike Kalinowski. Oh, look at that. Check that Pretty out. Pretty simple. Yes. No one's going to claim that name. Why wouldn't they? It's I a don't great know. name. I, on my website, I have a guy every like couple months he emails me like wanting to buy the name. I don't know. I mean, he sends me these random emails because there's a contact place in my website. And I get an email from him. He's like, you're interested in selling it? And every, and every like six months he does this. this do you ever ask like it, it tease him with like well what's your offer no I don't no I could but I don't well how much would he have to pay you that you would sell that website probably wouldn't sell it you wouldn't well yeah you're, yeah there's always a number okay what's your number I'm just curious how much I don't know 10 grand all right. Let's say 10 that's, grand. That's, that's all you... Hmm. You're selling yourself short, Mike. That's Oh, thanks. See, now I don't know. Now I don't know for, now I don't know for future reference. Get more out of it. I've had it forever. I think I've had it since... Like, I'm, a, I'm one of those guys that sells AOL. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was I was in at the uh, at the boom of the internet when it first started. An early adopter, as mm-hmm. they like to say. Well, and I've kept it, so... There you go. On the ground floor. Yeah, I bought my name early on. <laughs> Again, it has nothing to do with MacGyver. So. No, uh, but let's get right into it. Let's, as, as I said I, right there in the tease, this is a Game Changer episode. You know, it it goes to the test, and I wanted... I, I mean, I was watching... I watched it today, and it caught me off guard completely because I had no idea what was going in, although... Uh, the actor that plays Murdoch, his name was in the opening credits. So I was like, okay, Murdoch's in it. Uh, but it goes to what I've always said I, I talk about on the DC panel when we talk about those shows. Uh, a, a first season of a show always hits its stride like in the middle of mm-hmm. the season. This, to me, was by far the best episode so far. Yeah, and it was interesting that uh, because before the break we were teased like, hey, guess what? When it comes back for uh, for the winter part of the season, uh, Murdoch's going to be in there, Nikki's going to be in there. So I was expecting like, oh man, that's going to be awesome. And interesting how they use Murdoch in this episode. Not what I was expecting. I had forgotten how that they did capture him at that one episode. I'd forgotten about that. So they got him. And then, so the, yeah, he's, he's held out. He's their guy now. He's in the kind of... Um, Kind of like a, a, a kind of Hannibal Lecter-ish. Yeah. Where he's there and they got to go to him for info and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool to have him around when they need him. He's there. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I, I do have some thoughts about the end of the episode when we find out okay. uh, certain things that happen. So I'll yes. ask you about your feelings about that. Uh, at the end or yeah, now? I guess at the end. Yeah, I guess, okay, yeah, we'll, so we'll kind of break we'll it through. through. Uh, so <laughs> I guess, you know, we just start off and I thought I really liked the way that this episode kicked off. Where we see Jack, uh, he's uh, in restraints. He's getting sodium pentothal. Yeah. Uh, pentothal pumped through his veins and uh, uh, some terrorist uh, guy comes in and starts asking him questions and Jack just starts kind of spilling the beans. Yeah. He, he, into the truth serum. He was he was falling victim to it. Yeah. I think he's he's the kind of a guy that's pretty probably gotten it before. You know, he's he's been given the truth serum before so he knows what the deal is. He's like, I, I can fight this but it's going to be painful. Well, I'm just gonna tell you what you know because I got my guy coming. We're gonna get you. Yeah, it's not like it's not like he's stuck somewhere by himself. Like oh, I, I gotta you know take one for the team and I can't say anything and fight this as long as I can. He's he knows this guy's going down. Oh, so he's having some fun with him. I, I liked uh, him singing shoot. I really like like the whole episode. I really like Jack in this episode. Sometimes he grates on me the character because I feel like he's playing a a characterization of this kind of character, but. I don't know because of what later we find out about him we had more on his backstory and it fleshed him out as a character to me he wasn't just kind of a one dimensional tough guy he, he had a lot of different layers today and I think yeah I enjoyed it. I, everything about this episode I, I want more of this Going forward, definitely. I, I like this, the episodes where they let they show Jack. Uh, you know, he gets to wear his heart on his sleeve. You yeah. get to see uh, the, uh, the the guy who's gotten his heart broken, and uh, he's letting parts of his life go away, and he's kind of sad about that. And I just like that moment when you get to see uh, George Eads just kind of emote. Yeah, because he's he's a great actor. Yeah, he's a very good actor, and I, I I don't know if the role 
Some episodes we've seen in the past, he's allowed to uh, go down that way. But this was a great all all around with every character in this episode. Got like great scenes and great to do, great stuff to do. I I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I was this is this is one I would love to show people like that haven't been a part of it. But I mean, there's so much history building up to this. You know, it's not like one of those episodes where like if you don't if you've never seen the show, this is the episode to catch up on. Yeah, because it's a good um, gateway into the series. This is not one of those because. I think it pays off because we know all past 11 episodes. That's right. And do you feel like those 11 episodes, that like they needed to kind of lay those out to kind of tweak the formula you know, and find their way to this one? Yeah, it's, 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 it's every show. You know, I, uh, The biggest one for me that always sticks out is Arrow. Uh, the first half of that show, first season, was really kind of like, oh, man, they're trying too hard to be Batman. And, and it didn't get to around episode, I think it was 18. That's the one where it really kicked off. And just found its footing because you know you the writers got to find a voice for the actors and those actors, what they bring to the table. And the writers, say, oh, they really are good at this. They excel at this. They do this, and they can tailor the scripts to them by that point. And and they, I think they find the whole crew, of course, works together. So behind the scenes as well, so they know. It's amazing on shows like this. Um, the director is always that odd guy out that comes in. They, that crew yeah. is all oh, that crew works together. The stunt team, it's the director every episode that's different. So they're the guy that usually comes in and is the odd guy out. So this crew, you could tell, are, are they're hitting their stride. They know it works for them, and and the writers definitely found the voice for the characters. Yeah, they they tweeted. And I'd love to know the behind the scenes workings from the beginning of the season up until uh, like episode nine or so, where they pulled the trigger on uh, Bozer finding out about what the yeah. whole deal is with uh, Jack Riley and Mac and the Phoenix Foundation. And kind yeah, of getting, you, you mean, do you want to know, I mean, was that like a, was this always going to happen? Or were they like, yeah, we're going nowhere with this character? Because we've talked about that. We were like, yes. I, I don't know if they would have planned to do this. Just because, I think eventually he would have been. But I think, because we were even saying, he's like, oh man, what, okay, here we go. Beginning of the episode, they're in his apartment. And then we'll see him at the end. It yeah. became formulaic so early on. Yes. You know, and we were, we were both, I remember that one episode, we were like, oh, they, this has got to go. Something's got to happen here. For sure. And when they did it, it was great. Yeah. But it makes me wonder, because I know he was on Rush Hour last season, whether he was like a late addition to the cast, and so they didn't know quite exactly how to work him in. Yeah, yeah. And they needed a few episodes to kind of figure it out. I want to say, he was definitely a, an addition, not in the original pilot that they shot. Remember, they okay. had to reshoot that whole pilot. He was a, he was a new addition, because they kept um, Georgiades and uh, Lucas. They okay. kept the two of them, recast everyone else. And so he was one of the guys that they brought in. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we start this episode with uh, Jack being held up there uh, and talking to this guy saying, hey, uh, my boy Mac, he, he describes everything with the Phoenix Foundation, breaks down everybody, yep. uh, and then saves the, uh, to the end for his boy Mac. And I just like him just sliding a couple notes right under the that door. That was good. That was, yes. that was fun. Because it, it built the tension of, of the boogeyman on the other side of the door. You know, this guy doesn't know who's going to be over there. Is it a you know, giant military guy or who it is? But it, it built that tension really nicely. And the way it does, what, red penning and uh, qu- that uh, chocolate, chocolate syrup? Chocolate syrup, not the good kind, as yes. you said, not the whatever. And, and the red ink. I was like, nah, <laughs> that's not going to work. Well, because it's interesting, like, how does a, a man who's kind of uh, avoids firearms yeah. uh, intimidate somebody? You know, I, that, I, for a second, I'm watching it going, oh, he... There was a guard there or something maybe he used as a shield. But then I was like, and once he realized it, I was like, why didn't you just use another guy on the outside? I was like, oh, Mac, does, he's against violence. He yeah. doesn't, that's not his thing. So I was like, oh, okay. I didn't think about it. I mean, that goes to my mind of when I see in movies like this. That guy shoots through the door and he kills one of his own men. You know, you see yeah. that all. And again, that goes to the show of they have a nice way of flipping what you always expect to happen. Because you've seen these situations countless times in, in different TV shows and movies and the trope is always, you know, the guy's being truth serum and a guy comes in and shoots through the window and or through the door and they're always killing their coworker or yeah. whatever. The poor guy that was supposed to be guarding the door. He's <laughs> right. dead. Like, oh, no, what? But they didn't. So, I, I was, you know, it was good. Good. I mean, I enjoyed it. And, and it was interesting because uh, as uh, Jack is saying to Mac, like, you know, he drugged me out. I told him everything about the Phoenix Foundation yeah. is, is Thornton going to be mad at me. And like, no, he's going to be in jail. Like, just because he's in jail doesn't mean he can't talk to people. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's got a, his lawyer visit. Yeah, I mean, he, he, can, he can spread all that information. So yeah. I don't know how what they can do to make sure that none of that well, information. Well, he's a real, real bad guy. So maybe he's going high security, some kind yeah, of super max person yeah. next to uh, Murdoch. And just a piece of masking tape over his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did notice, I don't think he really created much in this episode. And I no. loved it. 
It yeah. didn't rely on that, and it didn't. I didn't realize it till the end of the episode. I was like, "Wow, he did the blood." And when they were in the ch- not the church, but in that uh, safe house yes. to get rid of the guys, the military guys, they created fake explosions, right? Or like some kind of yeah, but like then. spaghetti in the oven. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Other than that, he didn't really do much. No, which, and it still worked. Yes. Great. I, so I like again. That's a testament to we like the characters now. We like who they are. We don't need to rely on the. The, the crux of what MacGyver is, yes. essentially. Not every episode that. needs to be that heavy. Sometimes yeah. it's great maybe have a very heavy episode like that, right. but it's nice to know that it's flexible enough that you can do those episodes that are kind yeah, of light. Because sometimes on the show it feels like, oh, they're making something just to make something when this could have... They're doing A, B, and C when just A to C would have worked. Yes. And, that, and I feel this episode was great. They weren't trying to shoehorn in anything. Yeah. Was, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, and so we get back to LA, of course, and uh, I, I, I like that MacGyver just works on his bike right there inside his place, right yeah. there on the floor. Yeah, yeah he's got you know, hardwood floors. Just let's work on the bike inside. He's got a, he's got an interesting pad. Yeah, kind of kind of outdoorsy, woodsy. Looks like a log cabin. But, you know, uh, and of course, there's a knock on the door, and they have a moment there. And I just wanted to see what you thought about that, where they talk about house rules, uh, because uh, MacGyver's underneath the bike, and there's a knock, and he says, "Hey, Jack, go get the door because I'm kind of occupied." Yeah, and Jack says, "No, it's house rules. It's your house. You have to answer the door." Right. Uh, do you uh, uh, ascribe to that theory? Oh, if my buddy's doing something, I'll get the door for him. Okay. Yeah. Or, or it's his place. Nope. You got to do it. Whatever you're doing. I'm not one of those. I'm what I would view is I'm a guest in his house. He wants me to get the door for him. I'll get the door for him. Okay. I'm the guest. But would you wait until he asked, or would I you wouldn't just, just go? get up and get the door? No, no, it's on my house. All right, it's so kind of like answering the phone. <laughs> you just walk over, just answer. Hey, Mike, can you get that phone? Oh, okay. Yeah. Not ring, ring, ring. It's like, hello, hey, it's for you. It's like that's kind of rude. Yeah, that's true. That's that. that yeah, that's kind of uh, stepping over the line. I'm the kind of guy I'm at someone's house. I'll ask if I can use their bathroom. Like I just don't go to the bathroom. It's like, may I use your restroom? Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm much the same way as okay. well. Uh, yeah, but I'll sleep in their bed. <laughs> I, just, I'm just, I just walk with them asking. Uh, no, I'll just take it over oh, okay. and make them sleep somewhere right. else. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, uh, Matt does does go and answer the door. Yeah. Or, uh, Jack does go and answer the door. And who's waiting? Uh, it's Sarah. Now, uh, Amy Acker from earlier in the episode that was kind of like uh, Jack's, the one that got away. Now, this is early in the season, this character, right? Yes. Because I did not see that. I must not have seen that episode. Oh, yeah, I know they there was been during your Halloween sabbatical. Yeah, yes. because when she showed up, because it was a weird, like, why is this awkward with them? Like, why is this this big thing between the two of them at the door with her standing there? Like, should I have known who this character is? But I didn't care because I love Amy Acker. Yes. Love that actress. Yeah, she's great. She's and they, phenomenal. Uh, uh, Mac and Jack did a big rescue operation because she was uh, captured somewhere else. So they had to go uh, now to I've international got to go back and watch that one. Yep. Uh, secure. And then it's really kind of learn the backstory between Jack and Sarah. And she was the one that Jack kind of like get away. That now it's kind of cool because I did not know any of that. But. I didn't need to. No. I, that one minute in the door with them, I thought it was maybe, oh, it's some kind of military op person coming from MacGyver. Like, oh, we got trouble because this is a big wig in the military. Yeah. So I got that. And which she was. She's, you know, whatever. She's CIA, FBI. Um, but I didn't. I, their whole history was fleshed out for me. I, I had the... And maybe that's a testament to the the two actors. You know, yeah, I thought they you they felt the history with them for sure. Yeah, uh, and she the reason she's come is because hey, uh, she knows where Nikki is, and that's been the kind of thread throughout this whole thorn season. In the side. Yes, so uh, we head over to the the Phoenix Foundation where she's uh, getting uh, she briefs the whole team on what mm-hmm. the deal is, and uh, they figure out that they have an area where there's uh, a dead drop's going to happen, and they know that Nikki's going to be there, and so she got permission to recruit Jack and Mac to help out. And of course, Jack's like, oh, "Thanks, we got it. We'll handle this. Yeah, we're the bo- we're the boys. We got it. We, we got this." <laughs> uh, because the deal is, of course, Sarah's getting married in a week, and Jack doesn't want to be responsible for her maybe missing her wedding. And she got invited, and didn't answer the invite. Now this is this is interesting. Okay, okay. so we got an ex girlfriend, long history. We're in love. She invited him to the wedding. Hmm. Do you think that's inappropriate? I don't know. I just uh, my ex girlfriend. Um, just got engaged New Year's. I don't think I'm going to be invited to the wedding. Are, and you, on go- are you on good terms with her? Well, yeah, not bad terms. We don't talk yeah. very much. You know, we'll get texts every now and then saying hello or, you know, hey, I was at this place and saw a Batman poster and I thought of you or something like that. Um, no ill will. I'm very, you know, happy. It's not like one of those, oh, I've, I've heard, you know, she's been getting married. No, it's a, but I don't, I don't plan on 
getting an invitation, and if I get married in a week, you know, a year or whatever, I'm not going to send her one. Oh, so do you have something to so announce, Mike? Oh, no. Oh, no. okay. No, just no, 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 no. Just checking. Uh, <laughs> but so it was very weird. It's like, oh, she's inviting him. Oh, well, okay, so what So that was my thoughts. I was like, oh. Now, what if you did get invited? Would you go? Ah, no. Would you respond at all and decline? Or yes. Or just never yes, respond at all? Yes, See, Jack was being the tough guy and not responding. I would have said, hey, I appreciate the invite. I'm uh, congrat. Let me let me know where you're registered. I'll you know I'll buy a gift. Yeah, but I will not be there. Would you look and at this again? As it's for the guy. You know, it's the ex boyfriend. But he was cool. He was like, you remember the ex the ex boyfriend's like, oh, invite him, please. So the, the new husband. Yeah, is like invite him. A man very secure in what he's yeah, got. Yeah, very secure. Yeah, I don't know if he should be so secure at the very end there. We'll get no. to that. Yes. Uh, that, that glance. Yep. Uh, do you feel like, uh, uh, as Jack does, like, since they were kind of like fate kind of put them in the same place, that maybe this is a sign like, hey, maybe. Yeah, he yeah, I do. She's yeah. popping in his life. And this, this, I don't think this character is going, she's going to be around. She's going to be like a Murdoch. She's a recurring guest star on this show. Yeah. Uh, I did like that Jack was uh, giving uh, Sarah a hard time. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah maybe we'll see, you know, see what happens. Yeah, here. it's like, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, he's got it. He's, he's, he's Jack. He yeah. knows what he's doing. I, I, I did like that little scene between them. And I did like that Thornton kind of, you know. I like uh, the glass that they got in this room. Yes. It was just like it's even soundproof, too. Yeah. Uh, and for somebody that, as we've talked about before, just not uh, really enjoying Bozer's uh, use so far, uh, this episode, these last few episodes, but this one in particular, that, great, great to see how he incorporates yes. in an actual well, Phoenix well, Foundation well, episode. When we get full, more forward, I, I, that's probably my favorite scene in the episode, and we'll, we'll talk a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, really like that. So they said, like, all right, guess what? Uh, we're, you know, Nikki's going to, uh, Sarah's going to come with us uh, to go get Nikki. Hooray. They're yeah. going on a trip. Yeah. So while uh, Jack, Sarah, and Nikki, uh, wait, Jack, Sarah, and Mac are heading over okay. to get Nikki, uh, we've got uh, Riley, Mac, uh, Riley, and Bozer just kind of hanging back. Kind yeah, of, they uh, being support. They're yeah. kind of the tech support. Yeah. Which is, uh, okay, that, that seems appropriate. Yep. Uh, and so they, uh, they basically find her at the dead drop. And I thought it was interesting because they get their head of her. They kind of sit there in the confessional, uh, Jack and Mac, and have a little conversation, which yeah. I thought was great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then I felt like they did a really good job, poor job of covering all the exits because Nikki walks in and then runs out. First of all, I was like, why is she running? Yeah. Because we find out in a little bit she was expecting this. Yes. So why'd she run? True. And they did a terrible job of covering the exits. Yeah, the two of them were right next to each other. So yes. That's that's <laughs> yeah. It's like two guys you're using to cover one thing. That yeah. was so was so poorly. Yeah, done. but but they catch them in the kitchen. You know, every every was it, it was a church, right? Yeah, because they were in confessionals. Yeah. They got a kitchen down below. And for some reason, do you think just screaming her name is going to make her just stop? Like, because you said her name, like all right, you said I, yeah, my name. That, I guess that, I'll I stop. didn't get why she ran because, as we find out, yes, she was the one that set this all up because she does says the code. Yes, uh, was it Ateria Pedimus Bravo Seven, which is I guess is an agency code phrase, which means you're a deep cover agent for the CIA. She's pulling old uh, Leo DiCaprio on The Departed. Yes, she's like deep cover that no one knows. No, look at that, and but so very cool. I was like, okay, but but it, okay. Let me ask you this: Did you feel right away as like, oh, now she's playing him, or oh, okay, she she is because that deep cover code thing that they use as like and and and. Uh, Jack and Amy Acker, Sarah, Sarah yeah. knew instantly. They both knew yes. what that was. So it's kind of an interagency. Y- you know, you yes. know of stuff like this. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I liked it. Yeah, I figured, man, that was an interesting twist, and I was, I was willing to buy that more than not saying like, oh, it's it's another, it's a twist within a twist. Like she's just using it, but right, it's right, she's right. still yeah. really bad. Yeah. So I was willing to buy that she was who. What she said she was. That is, I was too. I was. I, there wasn't a time in the episode where I'm kind of like, oh, she's playing him. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah. No, it didn't seem. It seemed like that. And uh, but even though, I, especially Jack and Sarah are definitely very reluctant to uh, to buy into right, her story. Right. 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 Uh, but she tells him that six months ago at uh, Lake Como that she was recruited by the CIA, and everybody's mad at her like, well, you released a virus, and she said no, that was part of my audition that I had to do to get yeah. in this organization. It's kind of like the. Um, you know, kill a hundred to save a thousand yeah. type type scenario, and uh, because they, they, she's doing this because someone in the United States government is funding this mole, right? Yeah, that, that's what it is. Uh, and she was able to convince the CIA to let her do that because we, you got MacGyver there, and he, she knew that he would never that let that cool. virus get out. Yeah, it's like, so you know, he's like, you know, why'd you do that? And he's like, well, I knew Mac was in me there. Yeah. I knew it wouldn't, I knew it wouldn't get out. Sounds like again. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so she tells him like there is a mole inside the intelligence community uh, known by uh, Chrysalis. 
At first, I thought you said it was Christmas. <laughs> I was like, that Wait. is awesome. Christmas is the code name for this mall. Fantastic. <laughs> but then as a chrysalis, I was like, oh. Well, that's not as cool. Because a chrysalis is like a cocoon. It's it's like a... Yeah, when you're going through that. Yeah. Something else. You're turning into a butterfly. Big, beautiful butterfly. Christmas would have been better. <laughs> Sorry, writers. Uh, and so once they find out, though, that Murdoch got unleashed on Mac and everything was turning very dangerous for the people that she cared about, she yeah. went out. And, of course, as soon as she told her handler, two days later he was killed. And so now there's nobody that knows. No one believes her. Yeah, that she's really deep cover. But she said, you have the key to the lockbox. That has all of my data. Yes. we got to get that. we got to go do that. Uh, and so uh, they tell, uh, uh, Max tells to Riley and Bozer, guess what? Don't tell Thornton that we're doing this. Because all she's going to do is make us bring And that is in. believable. Yeah. That you do believe. A lot of times when they kind of go off reservations, they would say, uh, against their superiors, you're like, mm, they would tell them. But this, you're like, Thornton would absolutely end the op right away, yeah. knowing that Nikki was there. Yeah, I feel like that she's just screwing around with him. Yeah. Uh, you can't buy anything that is worth saying, so you just bring her back So that here, was very we'll smart. Yes. Uh, and then uh, uh, Bozer says, well, because uh, Riley says, like, well, I, I don't even know what kind of searches to do about this organization, because anything I type could trip them. Right, right, right. About uh, Chrysalis, so... Uh, Bozer, I thought, awesome idea. He goes, well, why don't we talk to somebody that we already have from the organization? We'll just talk to Murdoch. Yeah. That's thought, good. Smart, smart, smart thinking. Move, smart move, Bozer. Yeah. Uh, He's paying useful. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was an uh, interaction. And now, the only thing that I, I didn't like about that interaction with Murdoch, he says, I'm missing guiding light. Like, come on. That, that soap opera's been off the air for years. Like, yeah, it has, you, hasn't yeah, it? Say, uh, Bold and Beautiful. Say, Young and the Restless. Why'd you say guiding light? That was... I don't know what the deal. I didn't even, is. you know, God, I didn't even pick up on that. But that is that's a very good. Uh, yeah, I don't even think it's on like Netflix or anything, right? Yeah. So, so and you wouldn't be missing it because you could watch it again. Yeah. That was bad. Bad writing. Yes. I'm like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. That's I don't know a, how that yeah. How did that get through? Yeah. Unless that was on. No, a script supervisor would not let that go on set. If he said that on set, a script supervisor would be looking at the script. Go. No, no. You got to keep it to bold and beautiful. Cause that, yeah. So no, good call on that one. I didn't pick up on that, but even just the fact that. He said he was missing that. I'm kind of like, that's the old trope of a, you know, guy ki- ki- kidnapped, you know, saying, you know, wasting my time. I'm missing out on my soaps. I'm missing out on whatever. Yeah. And he says, guess what? If, I, if you want any information that I have, you're going to have to get me a, uh, a, a a book, a Paradise Lost uh, from the original binding. You know, very Window book covering or whatever, yes. leather bound and all that. No second print. In hand. Or, or, and they said, or what? Or this. <laughs> <laughs> Did the old lock and key. It's like <laughs> some things that guy does I really like, but other things I'm just kind of like And where did he dye his hair? Yeah. Uh, Which I think that's the actor is working on another project. Yes, and it's like, and uh, they didn't want to color it back because no. I don't think the Phoenix Foundation's letting him get his hair changed when he's in there. <laughs> he's not uh, dying it in the toilet at all. Yeah, like, I don't no, think so. No, he's not doing that. Oh, all right. So that was a little that that just. Again, is a behind-the-scenes thing that threw me off. I'm kind of like, they didn't have pictures from his episode a couple of years, you know, months back, and they just wanted to match him what he looked yeah. like. No, yeah. Prison, nope. prison's hard on Murdoch. I guess and, so. You know, the, he's the, he's, he's stealing uh, lemons from the mess hall and mixing it with dishwasher. <laughs> That's and right. Bleaching his hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the one line that probably my favorite line of the night though was uh, when they're making their way to uh, the the lockbox, the secure okay, location. Yeah. They stop off over at the, like a gas station or whatever, and Jack and Mac are in the convenience store. They're oh, buying three things. Yes. <clears throat> And uh, Jack says to Mac, like, she could be leading us into a trap. And Mac's response is, that's what the chief pu- cheese puffs are for. And I thought that was just a nice little, just an aside. Like, that's what the cheese puffs are for. Like, that's, yeah. that's what do you mean? What's that, what's that yeah. going to be for? Yeah. And you're kind of uh, like, oh, all right. Yeah. And uh, again, like, a very simple hack. Like, I was like, what are these cheese puffs? How are you, what kind of weird way are you going to use these cheese puffs? And it was just basically just to figure out what it does. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I was like, oh, And that right. was smart because, you know, Jack's like, well, it's going to, it's five, uh, four numbers. We're going to have five tries. It's going to erase itself. There's thousands of combinations. And he's like, oh, it's my birthday. Which is cool. Yeah. I was like, all right. That works. All right. I uh, Interesting. I, I don't know. I've never used my, like, I've never had made any password in my life, like a, a loved one's, like, significant, like, birth date or an anniversary date or anything like that. I've never, but have you used yours? No. I've never used my birth date for any of my passwords. Have you? Cha- maybe I should change mine. Oh. Have let's I? break into Mike's stuff. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, we, nowadays, everything needs a password. I have 50 million different passwords for 50 million different websites that I'm just like, 
And the bad thing about it, though, is like with the computers, you can put like that auto, like they save it right there in your uh, computer. Yeah, so yeah. then it's great. But then for some reason that gets wiped. I, and love, you can't, I can't remember my password. Yeah, yet. no, I love the, the, yes, the whatever. The touch ID. Yeah, the, the biometric. I yep. love that. That's great. That, that is so cool. Uh, so they, they figure out, all right, they get to the cabin. Uh, and it turns out the lockbox is empty. And, uh, oh, like, and they find out when you open the phone. There were CIA oh, codes. Yes, or, or uh, deep cover uh, uh, login codes that a deep cover operative yeah, would so have. Those were surprising that it was on the phone. Yeah, I'm not a deep cover operative, so maybe they all have them on their phones. I guess uh, I can't. I cannot dispute that. Uh, well, you know, I'll talk to my deep cover operatives. Okay, and I'll, 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 I'll report back next week. Please do. <laughs> find out about the accuracy of this. Uh, but that's another uh, maybe another uh, sign that Nikki is course telling yeah, the truth. They're all stacking in her favor. For sure. Uh, but, of course, as I mentioned, they get to the cabin. The lock box is empty. And I said immediately, they're like, That was the one. Us. That point, I'm kind of like, what? Because I was like, okay, maybe she is bad. I don't want her to be. I really would like to see that she's on the side of good. Yeah. But I was kind of like, oh, well, how are we going to explain this one? I was expecting something to happen when that lock box opened. Like it was going to trigger like some kind of uh, like gas or something to knock oh. them unconscious or some kind of small explosive that would like a stun. Uh, yeah, a, like flashbang or like yes. and then she could get out of there. But. Yeah, but no, none of that happened. We Again, just found that it was empty. Yeah, but then they're surrounded. Yes. With uh, the kill squad. Yeah, uh, and they just start laying fire to that cabin. And uh, that's when we get to see really Mac's other big uh, ingenuity there is that he uh, takes one of the stoves, puts like spaghetti and a couple of items in there. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, it needs to be rolled out, and it needs one great shot to make this explosion happen. Right. And I do like the little banter between Jack and Sarah about like who's going to take the shot. Cause, and they had limited ammo, those two, the yeah. guys. They, they're always counting their bullets that episode. So, And I like that the Sarah's like, I got this, no worry. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who do you think actually hit it? Because they go, both fired. Yeah, I'll go her. Yeah, the girl's always the better shot. There you go. Uh, so they uh, the bomb goes off, and they have the idea is they're going to make a run for the car. But uh, Nikki got hit. Yeah. She gets hit. Uh, and that's another thing that kind of falls in her favor, because that's when they realize that's a kill squad. Yeah, but it was always like... I could see because later they they talk about it. You always see in those movies situations like that. If they're trying to cover to make it look like they're attacking, they'll always graze them. Yeah, like kind of help sell the like, cover hey, story. Hey, jerk off! Next time, not don't shoot me so you know right through the leg or whatever. Yeah. You know, graze me. They always do that whole thing. Yeah, we had to make it, look, make realistic, it look real. Man. Yeah, we yeah. had to make it look real. <laughs> So, uh, so again, it was like, oh well, we still don't know. Oh, so you were still on the fence. I still thought. I mean, no, I, I was like, she's she's good. She, I think, I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, because to do a a double flip again, I'm, it, it didn't serve the story at all. Because the character was already bad. Yes, I don't see what they gained by gaining trust and then not. Very much, yeah, so, very true. Because then you're just like, yeah. wow, she's really a monster. Like, well, we thought she was right. Already. Yeah, we thought she. she POS already. Yeah. <laughs> um. uh, so, uh, but Matt, uh, Riley and uh, Bozer are able to get uh, Murdoch the book. Yep. In exchange, he just gives them uh, the bank account that the organization used to put right. money in to pay him off for these gigs. And they figure, like, if you trace back this bank account, maybe it'll lead you to something. Yep. And that, it, it made it seem like he, like, really burned them. Like, you made a deal with the devil. What did you expect? Like, you gave a pretty good piece of intel. Yeah, I, guess. Like, I think he's basically listening. What do you want a spoon fed to you? You're not gonna. Ha- it's not yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, all right. So, but then they find out that the bank account. It, what is it? What do they say? It erases after each transaction or something. Or it moves every twenty four hours. Yeah. yeah. So they're up uh, creek without a paddle again. Until uh, Bozer digs back into the, you know that old uh, family history. Of his yeah. Uh, and because he worked for his uncle's what accounting firm, right, 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 a lot of summer filing, and he realized that in the United States they have to keep uh, three years of uh, hard copies of all transactions. And this scene, by far, was my favorite. Like <laughs> they showed him walking in with their backs, and instantly I'm like, did he grow his hair out? <laughs> and he looked like Abraham Lincoln. Like I thought it was, and but then I'm like, oh. Well, they just gave him a beard and a wig, but they got a new actress to play the disguise of Riley. That's what I thought from that far shot until they got yeah. close. I was like, oh, oh, that's prosthetics on her. And it looked great. Yeah, that was a the big nose on them, her. The two of them. That was a huge nose oh, on man, her, Oh, man, but then they had that chin. Yeah. But, but that, that that feature, she was like, I think was she trying to be per- like someone that was Persian or something? Because the actress is normally, I, th- I want to say Latin. I could be completely wrong on this. But she definitely has ethnicity to her. So they switched to another ethnicity. So, but it, yeah, it looked kind of comical, but not. No, and it was cool. Not, yeah, it was like, 
I've seen people with big noses before like that. And but yeah, the chin. It just looked great. That yeah. makeup job was phenomenal. And you get to see like another one of Bozer's contributions there with his makeup yeah. uh, background. So able to come up with those prosthetics but him with for that, him. That, like that, it wasn't an afro, but it wasn't like his normal short hair. Yeah. And he had that beard. I just thought it was great. I thought, <laughs> I loved it. I loved the two of them together. Like I love seeing those guys together. They look great. So uh, while they're doing that, though, uh, the rest of the crew is in a five-star hotel in Carmel, uh, Carmel, California. The honeymoon uh, suite. Yeah, the honeymoon suite. The idea is that they're going to, uh, because Nikki's supposedly out in the cold, Yeah. Uh, the, the uh, uh, Chrysalis doesn't realize that Nikki may not have made a, may have made a copy of this. She doesn't know that yeah, Nikki hasn't right. have a copy. So the idea is we're going to arrange a face-to-face meeting. We'll find Chrysalis. We'll get him right there. We'll secure him. Uh, yeah. And then we're, boom. This, your uncle. that was a little weird to me. She just uses the computer in the hotel, and like yeah. she had some kind of weird screen up. I'm like, I mean, I guess she's. I you know, guess she, you could, you know, she's like Riley, so I could buy that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So while they're doing that, uh, Jack and Sarah are on the balcony having a little, little, little talking, little, yeah. little heart to heart. Was there? There was a giant moon. That moon was ridiculously huge. There was in that scene. Was I liked it. It, it added yeah. to it, and they almost have a. Little, little romantic tete-a-tete. But look at Jack being a gentleman at the very end. Look at that. He stopped. He I did. really thought he was going to go for it. Yep. I was yep. like, oh, he's going for it. No. I think, but he's not. So Jack... Because I, oh, I think if she had moved in, yeah, I don't think he would have fought it. I don't know. Jack, to me, is the kind of guy, he talks a good game, but when it comes down to it, I think he's a really good guy at heart. Yeah. I think I think he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't, he wouldn't make... Yeah, I don't think he would. But he know. didn't. Yeah, but I think if she came to, if she in that moment said, you know what, I made a mistake, I should be with you, I'm going to call this marriage off. And then he probably would have said, all right, but when you're done, then I'll be here. <laughs> How does that sound more like a cowboy? I don't That's know right. what that was. George? He's kind of like a George? cowboy. Yeah, very he's, true. His character is kind of cowboy. Yeah. That's my terrible <laughs> Jack Dalton. George Jesus is in the room, everybody, right there. I loved it. Uh, oh, not to change the subject or anything, yes. but speaking of George Eads. Gets his haircut by the girl that cuts my hair. Get I didn't him. realize it. I get my haircut. Same girl I've been going to for like five years since I moved to L.A. During holiday break, she sends a picture. She's like, look who's back in town with him. And I was like, wait, he's your Bart? He's your guy that cuts your hair? Or you cut his hair? He's like, yeah, because he's been in Atlanta for six, seven months. Wow. So she cuts his hair. So I was like, when is he going to be back after the show? Maybe I talk to him. You think he'll want to come in? Uh, who knows? We might get lucky. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring him in. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yes. I'm Let's try, talk I'll, to him. I'll try and make it work maybe after the season's over. Holy cow. You, you never realized. Just uh, I just I don't know why I thought of that right now, but I just did. That's all? Yeah. It happened over the holidays. Maybe because we haven't been here, but I was like, saw this picture. I was like, here we go. And she's I, a great friend of mine, and I think they're good friends. So I think maybe, you know, maybe we'll, we'll get him in as a guest. That would be, I, yeah. Ugh, gosh, that'd be awesome. Uh, if we do that, we should just go and get a haircut just like him for the interview. The faux hawk? Yep. Let's do it. I think we could pull it off. I think we could pull it off. <laughs> Mine might look a little ridiculous. You got short hair. Right? Mine's a little longer on top, but it... I'm already sporting it kind of close on the back inside. So yeah, I think you got I'm short. You're looking. If you do a little thing like that, yeah. you could pull it off. All, All right, right, we'll do it. We'll Maybe do it. We'll do it. <laughs> like that's. Well, we think we're making fun of him. He wants to do an interview with two two knuckleheads that have got the same haircut as him. Look at he'll come. He's like, look at these chuckleheads. <laughs> Like, uh, uh, guys, I'm turning around. Uh, see you later, guys. I'm out. I didn't mean to segue, but I just... No, that was a great I, my, segue. That's my childlike brain. It just goes off on tangents. You, uh, no, no. Those are the segues that are gold right cool. there. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to make it work, guys. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so they have their little tete-a-tete outside. And Nikki and Mac have a little uh, Mac-out session there. A Mac-out session. Yeah. yeah. And they, uh, they uh, did you know, uh, the next morning was post-coitus, we'll say. Post-coital. Yes. Jack notices. Oh, Jack notices. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, you know, I mean, for, like, to the episode, he's treating Nikki pretty much like garbage. Like, she's pretty much, like, dead to him. Mac Nikki, is? Uh, no, yeah. Nikki is. Nikki's, Jack is treating Nikki like... Yes, yes, yes. yes. You're, yeah, you're, Mac you're, is like a puppy dog. Oh, yeah. He gets around her, he's like a puppy dog. Yeah, and Jack's like, you don't get to say Nikki, so shut up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Not no. what you did to my boy. Not no. what you did to my boy. No, no, not a huge fan. He's loyal, he's loyal to Mac. Yeah. Uh, so they're waiting in the hotel like this is going to be it, but they've been waiting for an hour for for Chrysalis to show up, and nothing's yep, happened. Nothing. Then all of a sudden, all these guards come in, and they're like, oh, man, here we go again. And then Thornton runs in because they realize well, these are guys from the Phoenix Foundation. That's what I love first. Before Thornton shows up, they're like, wait a minute, we know these guys. Yeah. And I love that because they're a small unit. They probably have, you know, the team of those guys, but then they probably have their 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 tactical team, and they probably know all the tactical team. You know, it would be nice if 
in certain episodes earlier, we got like a head of the tactical squad, like yeah. Sergeant Jones. And every now and then, after a mission, when they're cleaning up, there's a little exchange between a couple of them. So that's a, just another character added in. I, I yeah. think that would be really cool. Every A lot of shows have those guys that eventually become a little bit bigger parts of the show. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not a focus of the show, so you really need it. But it's I, cool that they recognized him. That moment... Did you were you right there thinking like all right this is what the deal is for this episode when Thornton walks in? No, nope. no, you still weren't in. No, I. Do you mean do you mean what happened at the end? Yes. No, I was like, she's always one step ahead of them. She knows these guys. They're off the reservation. Bozer and and Riley are gone somewhere. She all right. Gig is up. I'm bringing you back in. You were done at that point. At that point, it's like. Man, that they're doing this? Holy cow. No, nope, I didn't get it until the very end. Wow. All right. So while I'm I, naive like that. <laughs> you just there, there's the so many people. movies that happen where my friends are like, you know, ah, I saw the twist at the first twenty minutes. I was like, You did? Like seven. Yeah. I didn't know that was you know What's in the big, box? Well not even that. No, that I knew, but like <laughs> the Kevin Spacey and Oh yeah. You know, I'm just blind. I, I don't know. I don't know if I go in with blinders or I'm just not picking up on it. No, you just so wanna, you you, no that's, that, that's a great way to go into a film that way. I uh, love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was. That's why I was out in public somewhere watching this on my phone. And I was like, oh! <laughs> when that happened, I was like, no. Did they I go, Did they just do that? It was crazy. Uh, Are we jumping into it right now? Uh, well, yeah. So, so we see that uh, Thornton shuts down the operation yeah. there. And while she's shutting that down, uh, arresting Nikki... She's saying, you know what, we've got uh, uh, you know, uh, communications between her and the organization. She's uh, reached out three times during the, yeah. this. This is all just a big con she's running in, you guys. And the way that they portrayed Nikki in that scene and her acting and the way she was looking, I was like, oh, she she's not it. She she didn't sell them out. Yeah, for she, sure. That was some. That was like, oh, she she's like, there's nothing she could have said in that situation to make Mac believe her after everything what she's been through yeah. with them. But you could see the desperation with her. You're like, oh, she she's not bad. She is good and something's going on. Yeah, and you could tell the way that Mac was looking at her that he was realizing that too. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, but while they're doing that, uh, the last piece of the puzzle is in New York, they actually go to that institution. We talked about the makeup there. They actually get into the room and they find... There is money going. Yes, they find the documentation. So when everybody gets back to the Phoenix Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, Bozer and Matt are there and it's like, hey, guess what? You know, Nikki wasn't lying. There is some informant. We don't know who it is. Well, it was almost... So Nikki was going to go away, but the two of them were going to... And, and uh, what, it, Shelley, Amy actress character's name again? Sarah. 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 Those three are going to be in trouble. They're in, they're in like, you know, you're missing your wedding. Yes. You two are here because they're going to be going through. You went off reservation with a known terrorist trying to help her. You guys are in trouble. You guys are in some, you're not going to, you're not going to jail, but you're getting some serious crap here. Which yeah. Which is like, oh. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, the way they kind of made it seem so creepy, like oversight, like oversight. Like when oversight comes, I'm never going to see you guys again. Yeah. Uh, and so when Bozer and Riley say, hey, guess what? We, we've got this financial information. We just need to follow who this, the, the real identity of this of this person. They'll yeah. tell us. Uh, and all of a sudden, Mac realizes, like, you know what? Somebody. I know who it is. Yeah. And so at that point, you had to know. No. It. No. <laughs> well, I have to think back because I don't remember. I didn't. I think I was kind of like, wait a minute. Because we haven't seen any other major characters introduced. I'm like, they're not going to drop someone randomly into the episode. And go, oh my gosh, you were the bad guy? Yeah. So I was like, and then when she came into the room, it was just Mac and... She, like, didn't she have to say something? And she came into the room to talk to Mac and... and yeah, that's when you're saying, like, Oversight's going to come and take yeah. you guys away. And I'm probably never going to see and you And then again. Riley and Bozer came in behind her. Yeah. And they dimmed the door so that it was all screened off. When that happened... So they dropped it off. They, yeah, and they dropped the bomb. Like, hey, guess what, Thornton? I, we know it's you. I'm so torn on this because I want to know, was this planned from the beginning? Yeah. Was this a actress didn't like the show, wanted off out of her full-time contract, which I don't think an actor ever wants off, um, you know, wants work? Or was it a Bozer situation where... Her character was really not anything. Like, not I shouldn't say not anything. She would be in there, she'd give the missions, and then she'd be at the end to clean up. Yeah. A couple times she would join them in the field, but again, to me, anytime she was in the field, it always it was like, this is weird. Why would your head be out in the field with you? Remember that one episode, I think it was with, with um, Murdoch, 
she's in the pants suit with heels on. We're like, nah, she should be in like some tactical gear. She never did anything like that. She was always like her office attire out in the field. And we're like, you don't send the head out. It's kind of like like sending James Bond M. Yes, out in the field with him. M doesn't go, or uh, Captain Picard. You know, something. Like yeah, that. yeah, he sends his away team. Yes, so that always struck weird. I mean, that position always you need that you need to have someone giving him the orders. So it's not like the the writers were like, well, let's just get rid of the character. You need someone there like that to yeah. shepherd it. But was the actress getting frustrated with the care where the character was going? I don't know. What do you, what's your thoughts? I don't. I'm I because it's like you. I applaud the show for making like a big change. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh my gosh, like the head of this is corrupt. So yeah. now that changes. But then I also feel like, man, was this really earned? Because as they're breaking down, like you are always dissuading us from going after Nikki. And that in itself wouldn't have made me make okay, made, so, yeah. made me suspicious of her. She like, was always the, like that. Yeah. yeah. Because as she says, like, I was just looking out for you guys. Yeah. Uh, and I just felt like, okay, uh, so you're going to make it her. And when they say at the end, like, you know, she's, you know, She's so good at this. She's never going to tell us anything. She's going to be quiet. Like, well, so that's frustrating. So we're never going to know anything. Right. So when they, they like, is it disillusionment? Is it I, the money? Is it what? Yeah. Um, you mean the, the actresses of disillusionment money? Is that oh, just saying? the character. The character. Yeah. I, I kind of now talk about it with you. I think this was planned from the beginning. I think they didn't know when it was going to happen. I, I, you know, um, this is interesting. I was talking to some writers recently and we were talking about storyboarding and and um, storyboarding a season, and they've got this giant cork board up with all the characters' names on it. And you, you know, I think they were using Friends as a as an analogy with Friends. Like they had all the characters in Friends, and they knew Ross and Rachel would get together. They oh, they knew that from the beginning. But you could see watching all ten seasons where in certain seasons, like oh, if they weren't going to get another season, you could see where Ross and Rachel would have gotten together here. Yeah. But since they got another season, then they did this, and you know, so I think they knew where they wanted to go with her. You know, I think the, the whole season, I think they want to know they were to go with all these characters, but it's a matter of when they're going to get there. Mm. So I think this was always planned because it's a, a, a complete different turn from the original. The original Mack and, and, and Thornton were buds to the end. Wow. Yeah, they, they never had anything like this. From what I remember, they were always in it. Now, do you think that this possibly could be where uh, Thornton is being set up by somebody else? No, I think she's it. She's it? Yeah, I think... I would love to see this. Like, we, you know, we talk in an organization with Nikki, and now we got Murdoch kind of involved. I would love to see this as, as kind of a, a specter organization like Bond has, where it's a constant threat that is always there, a rival to the Phoenix Foundation, if you will, mm-hmm. that, that um, is kind of, you know, chaos and anarchy to their law and order. I think that's going to be cool. Where I, I would like to see the actress again, and maybe now she's in custody, or, you know, but then now you've got her and Murdoch that's kind of the two. Same things. I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know. I, I think you could see her teaming up with Murdoch at some point. Well, I just there's always so much behind the scenes stuff. You never know if that's involved. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see who they bring in to replace her and right. what that dynamic yeah. is going to be. Or is you know? Yeah, I don't know because they need somebody because they can't just do it all themselves. You need that position. Yeah. This, this back half of the and again, remember, I want to say again, this could go to that. Remember, they were only. Given a half season order, that's true. Which episode? This, this episode, this 13, episode 12. 12. I think they were given eleven or thirteen. I want to say eleven, because then this would have been the new one back, and then they got a new order. Yeah. So this might have been, you know, maybe they were planning to do this at the end, and this is they gonna. I don't know. I don't know. There's so much behind the scenes stuff that happens with TV shows that you never really know the full story. Do you think this is the last we've seen of Thornton? No, 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 no. I don't. Well, I don't know. I'm sorry. I went, I went silent right there. Yeah. Sorry. I really. Because you're contemplating it. Yeah. I, I don't. It's because there's so much involved as an actress. And she did well on the show. It wasn't yeah. like a Bozer situation where like, oh, they got to do something with this character. She served a purpose. Bozer originally, there was no purpose for him. I think yeah. he's, he's definitely, his arc has definitely improved in the show. But for her, you know, her screen time when she was on made a point. She was their mission. Per- she was their head. So you need that character. There, I don't know. Um, there was one interesting moment going back to uh, Bozer right there in that scene with Murdoch where the first time they oh, meet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, I like how he keeps calling him Wilt the whole time. 
Uh, and he says, uh, he's like, wow. Uh, so, uh, you know, Mac told you everything. So, you know, now your life just got a lot more dangerous. Yeah. And, uh, Bozer says, you know, as long as you're in here, I'm going to be totally fine. And then there's that cutaway to Murdoch. And it just made me think like, all right, Bozer, you are not long for this world. Cause I, I, no, I, he's going to go. I was like, I think so, man. I, we, we, I think we talked about that. Um, when he first happened, when he first found out, he's like, oh, he's going to die. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 tone of the show uh, to me, and again it's CBS, and I, I and I don't know what this is. Like, do you ever do you ever watch Person of Interest? Not that much. Okay, I found out, I knew about it, but I started watching it on Netflix. People recommended it to me, and I, I really enjoy it. It has such a different look and feel, even though it's a CBS show. CBS shows have a very similar look. A lot of people think. Some people think they're cheap. I actually think they have very high production value, especially like Purse of Interest. I think it shot a lot in New York. This shoots in Atlanta, so it's a different feel to it. it. That seems a little heavy to me to kill off him. Yeah. For this show. This show it kind of has a light vibe. Everything is kind of, even when it, even like in the beginning of the episode, they're, and it, the titles come up, D- Dangerous Place or whatever, you know, whatever it said. It looked kind of like, Cleanish. Yeah. It's just the and again, guys. If you're listening or watching it, it's it's a different eye that I'm looking at. It's a production eye that that throws me off. Or some TV shows that I'm really getting drawn into, like Person of Interest. Just the grittiness and the realism and, and the way that they shot it just created a different tone and environment. Like so, if a, when main characters killed off on that show, it just fit with the style. This to kill off Bowser, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't fit at all with the show to me. I guess because since the same executive producer also has Hawaii Five O, they really put those characters to their paces. Yeah, but they never they don't kill any okay, of them off. Do you watch Hawaii Five O? I do. These two shows look completely different, don't they? They do. Like everything feel, feels very soundstagey to me. Whereas Hawaii Five O, and again, they shoot in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. It feels location. It feels like even their offices. Yes feels like oh that's a building they're renting out whereas this it's all like the phoenix foundation it's all soundstage very true so maybe that's what it is maybe that's what i'm feeling again it's the whole feel of the show to me yeah i could see them putting him in the hospital and go guys this isn't for me i'm going back to making movies like that (laughs) to me instead of killing him would be the way that the show went with it yeah i but given this last few episodes and especially this one yeah He's showing uh, why he's a good asset to the show. And what's different, too, is this is a great Murdoch-Bozer. That's the rivalry. It's not Murdoch and, and MacGyver, which was the original show. So, yeah. again, it, it's the writers letting the show breathe and, and finding the life. And I think that's great. No, I, I do dig that. And what I liked about because uh, they had Bozer and Riley in, you know, together for this whole episode. But I like that they just dialed back and like, oh, hey, you know, do I get a phone number? Do I get a digit? Now that they've kind of resolved that issue. Yeah. Never we happened, just let though. them. Yeah. We can just let them just be together and just, you know, not worry about like, I want them want to them? say, I love you. She's like, you complete me. or something. I was like, oh, well, you get her numbers. Like, ah, pass that. This is my new girl. <laughs> I, you know just something like that just throw it out because I got a new boo because that was like coming in that whole number thing I was like that's cute but then it didn't resolve well, like, you never ask about my numbers anymore I was like I gave up well meet, no I mean meet so and so she got he, uh, he got him at Christmas time she, did he yeah he, she gave him all the, uh, the rest of the numbers after she helped uh, after that he the helped, episode uh, you did by yourself because I thought I thought I watched uh, maybe the I last did one. one yeah that was one where they helped rescue his mom or uh, Riley's mom. I thought I watched yeah, that one. Uh, I think I may have done that by myself. You did do. You did do it by yourself. Yes. Don't, don't think you. I did. You just know you did. Just know I, I know I wasn't here. Yep. Just know I did it. I thought I caught up that one. Yeah, but he, she did get the seven digits. Well, that's he's, my uh, fault. has got all ten digits of that number. You know he's blown that that text up. But he sees her every day. Yeah, you know he's gonna get blown up. Yeah, late night text. Yeah. All right. What you doing? Hey. hey. Sup. <laughs> Thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> just that little sup. That's all you need. Sup. <laughs> that's uh, it's like all With right this yeah emoji <laughs> so no the glasses that's right so uh so uh before we get ready to wrap up why don't we do uh this as we talked about this is a big game changer of an episode Huge. uh why don't we give a few predictions about where we think the rest of the season's gonna take i think us? this is a new ball game um again i'm so After happy Buzz tv prediction yes i think it is a, i think it's a game changer right? like we said i think they hit their stride. I want to see more episodes like this. I think it wasn't the, you know, stuck in a room type scenario where they've got a situation and by the end, I want to see less of them, the gadgets. 
or not gadgets, less of the building stuff like this episode. It, yeah. I, it worked for me so well. Just everything about it. I, I think sometimes when they things don't work, it sticks out like constantly having to build stuff when you know, well, they could have just done this. Yeah. So, I, but as far as the big bad, I think they're going to go after this organization now. That seems what they're setting up for. And I'll be curious to see how long Murdoch stays incarcerated. He's, I, I, he's, I, he'll get out. Uh, February or May sweeps. Hmm. No sweeps. I think he kills Thornton too. Mm. Like I think maybe the organization says, "Hey, it's you or her." Yeah. Well, who's it going to be? Oh, all right. I don't think either, either of them is not going to talk. Yeah. But I, I want to see this develop into some kind of organization that they've got to go against. And again, that, For sure. that could go against them and help them. So it's not just episode or you know problem of the week. The team is here doing this. Which is the format for this show, but I think proving in this episode when it's long form and ties together, it's really well. I think they need to go on the offensive now and go after this organization. They've for had sure. two major problems, and they've been reactionary. Yes. Time to go uh, positive. I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, and what before, about you? Uh, I'm going to go with that. Uh, I, we're going to figure out more about this organization now that Nikki's back on the side of the Angels, so to speak. And so she's going to keep she's going to keep pursuing this organization. The I don't think she's going to be on the team, but I think she's definitely going to get in okay. over her head at some point where she's going to oh, need yeah. the rest of the team to kind of back her up. Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious to see how that interaction uh, takes place. Uh, one last thing before we wrap up, though. You did mention that scene at the end where Jack goes to watch, uh, Jack and Matt go to watch Sarah's uh, wedding. Mm-hmm. And there's that moment where it's like, uh, if anybody has any objections, speak now, forever hold your peace. And she looks at Jack. She looked in the middle of the wedding. Yep. And was she on the wrong side of the groom? That seemed like it should have been flipped. Yeah. And she like, yeah, that seemed weird to me. This, a lot of problems behind the scenes of this one. Yeah. The, the, the guiding light, this, yeah. she should have been on the other side. But I think because he was sitting on the side of the bride's family because they're on the left side, faced with the bride, left. It's not opposites. Yeah. And she did the look to him. Uh, I feel like if my if uh, somebody you're marrying looks away into the crowd at that moment, I feel like, mm, are you looking? Are you are you worried? Or are you yes. hoping? And that because I found my <laughs> husband looking at you, we're getting married, and you're off. Focus. Like, who are you looking at? Yeah, Who's out yeah, there? Yeah, yes. Oh, that guy. Oh. That guy that I said should come. Yeah. All right. Great. You want to be with him? Fine. This is done. But he doesn't. Uh, Jack. But no. just, uh, just he puts his head down. Yeah. What a gentleman. Yeah. yeah. Good cry. And he's George- crying too. He's starting to cry. Oh, good man. George, he's a good man. He, he just cries. He kind of is like, "Yep, I'm okay." All right. So that's going to do it for this episode of the MacGyver After Show. Uh, you can, as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in on the chat. We'll be back next week uh, breaking down another episode of MacGyver. We're going to be breaking down the rest of the episodes for this entire season. Woo! Yeah, if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Mike, where can they find you? At Mike Kalinowski. That's right. And if you want to make an offer for his web domain, you know, tweet him an offer. 10,000 yeah. is the minimum so far. Let's see okay, what we got going on. Okay, that's what we can get. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you back here next Sunday night at 11 o'clock for another episode of the MacGyver After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 